Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode five now. And we got a we got a real special one for y'all today. But I'm your host, Stevie J, and I'm Gabe. And welcome to Live from the Sticks Sports Podcast. <laughs> so today we got we got a couple topics to go over, but we really have one big one. So as a lot of you who follow sports or you know follow podcasts or read the news or anything, there's there's typically like a set of guidelines, at least in the sports world, where like what you normally cover if you're a podcast. You know, you cover highlights, you cover roster, you cover moves on teams, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like one part that's not analyzed enough, and I, th- I think Gabe would agree on this, is more the financial side. So I'm not talking contracts. I'm not talking that kind of thing. I'm talking about once you retire, what happens? Would you agree, Gabe? Yes, I completely agree. I've actually never... In all my listening of podcasts, I've never heard anyone discuss retirement plans, pension plans, health benefits. You know, what does it mean to be a player in one of these organizations after you finish your actual contract, you know, your actual playing time? So this was something that is actually really intriguing for me. Uh, What really got me thinking about this was a story about a player who plays in Major League Baseball for the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, Lorenzo Cain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, I think I recall Stephen and I discussing that. I'm um, not on the podcast, obviously, but yeah. okay. I was gonna say I was like I don't remember doing all the podcast, but I remember talking about it, and I think I remember where it was at your place. I think. Yeah, I, it was. It was at our. Pl- it was at my my house when you came to visit me. Uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Yep. But, you know, this this I think is kind of how this episode came to be. So it should be it should be fun. Exactly. Exactly. So basically what we're going to do is we're going <clears> to <throat> sorry, we're going to go over all of the pension plans and 401k options and insurance and all that kind of nitty gritty stuff that some of you may love. Some of you may hate. If you hate it, skip to probably around like 20, 25 minutes. I'm not sure how long it's going to take for us to go over. But basically. We're going to go over all the major leagues in the United States and kind of what they offer. So I'm going to go ahead and get us started with the No Fun League, also known as the National Football League. Now, this was easily, I personally think, the most difficult. That's kind of a weird sentence, but it was the most difficult one to look up just because the NFL offers a lot, but it's very hard to find. And I feel like it's one of those, they're trying to keep it a secret and I'll explain why in a little bit. So basically, first off, does the NFL offer a pension plan? Yes, they do. In order to qualify for it, you must play for three seasons. And what counts as playing a season is that you're on the roster for three games, not the practice squad. You can be a sub, but you have to suit up for three games. The interesting part about that is the average NFL career is three and a half years long with about $6.7 million in earnings. And that's according to union financial partners. So that just kind of gives you an idea that most guys that end up in the league are going to get a pension. So this, this, you know, counts to most people. Um, And every season that a player plays, they get more credits. The more credits you have, the more pay you get. And just like a pension, you have to take it out at a certain time. The time that they recommend is 55. Anytime before that you get penalties. Um, or you're subject to fines, or both. And the average NFL player, this might shock you, only receives about $43,000 annually from pension. Now, I mean, that's still, you know, you can pay rent and you can eat on that, but 
for someone, for a corporation that's billions of dollars, I personally thought it'd be a little more. That's just me. Now, this is where it gets really dicey. So pension plan covered for the NFL. The 401k, it, it is just odd. So there's really three ways they do a 401k slash investment for future endeavors plan. They have a standard 401k and you can put up to whatever the IRS allots. And the first year you get a minimum payment. That's it. The NFL does not match any of your money. You get a minimum payment and that's $1,500 regardless of what you put in. You can put in $5, you can put in $19,500, $19, which was the limit in 2020. And you're still going to get $1,500 from your team. So that's kind of interesting. Now, second season and on, you either get the minimum payment, which is it averages out to around like 3,500 bucks a season, um, or you can get a two for one match. So that, that is kind of interesting. So, you know, if you put in 19.5, you get a two for one match, you're looking at 40 or you're looking at $39,000 that the NFL puts in every year. So if you get, you know, a five or six year career on top of the pension and 401k, you don't take it out. I mean, you should be set up. Like that's, it's a relatively decent 401k plan. You can't complain. I mean, a two for one match, 200%, like that's, that's pretty good. Now there is a cap at 34k, um, but still it's, it's pretty good. They also have something called a capital accumulation plan, which is similar to the 401k, but there's no salary deferrals. All the money's from the clubs. Um, you can still direct your money on where you want it to go, whether you want it to be taxed before or after you put the payments in, like a 401k. Um, and you can access this account, though, after you're 40 or after five years out of football. How much money the clubs put in, I couldn't really find a good number. Um, but I know that this is something that I think it said that it was based off team profits. So I guess if you're on, you know, the Kansas city chiefs that are going to win the super bowl, probably three out of the next 10 years, like you, you're probably going <laughs> to do well in this category. Um, and then the last little one that they have for 401k, something called the NFL annuity plan. It starts after your third eligible season. And it's very similar to capital accumulation plan. Basically they just add the team adds money and, um, and it's, you know, either, tax qualified or non-qualified account blah 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 that kind of thing so i'm not sure why it's two separate plans um but that is just something i noticed so that's kind of it for the pensions and the 401k plans for the nfl now kind of going to insurance and healthcare. this is where it gets really weird especially because i think most people would consider like let, let's ask gabe like gabe what league would you say is gonna have the most injuries and long-term damage to a player Without a doubt, the NFL. Exactly. There. Without a doubt, the yeah. NFL. So yeah. it, this was this was really interesting to me. So after you're a player, you actually do not get insurance included. You have to actually pay for the insurance for the NFL, at least from what I could find. Um, and this can cost up to thirty five grand annually in just premiums. So if you're thinking about it, just to you know, if you didn't put any money in your 401k and you're just banking that pension, the average NFL player is basically just able to pay for their health care. So that's kind of interesting. Um, now, the NFL, this is, they do have a lot of random benefits. I'm going to go through them all as quickly as I can. They've got something called the dedicated hospital network, which basically certain hospital players can go to certain hospitals and they can receive 25k annually for medical care and another 25k for mental health but you must be under 65. At first I was like, why 65? Well, because at that point you get Medicare, NFL yeah. can stop paying for it. Yeah. Um, 
And then there's a bunch of very random ones, which I'm going to, as I said, run through. You got joint replacement up to 5250 bucks for initial um, reimbursement for knee, hip, and shoulder. You can, you can have discount, discount prescriptions for you and all your dependents. You can have um, life insurance. They do offer until you're 55 or you start receiving your pension, whichever's earlier. Um, the NFL also, also offers counseling, legal services, child support uh, for you and your household members. That's actually a pretty good benefit. They have a Medicare subsidy of 160 bucks in 2026. This will be 200 bucks, and that's a month. Um, got two free visits a year with a psychiatrist, spine treatment. Um, these these next three, it's just access and potential um, discounts, but it's really mainly just access to the top tier ones: spine treatment, neurological treatment, and assisted living homes. And then this one is pretty cool, and I'm. Pretty sure this one came out of a lawsuit. Um, it's called the 88 plan. And basically it provides reimbursement on expenses if you're diagnosed with dementia, ALS or Parkinson's. So there's up to 160K per year of reimbursement for inpatient care at an eligible institution. So that's actually pretty good that basically, you know, if you get screwed up in the NFL, basically you're covered to, they'll cover you in like in a care facility. So that's, that would pay for most care facilities. Um, and they also have up to 140,000 per year for reimbursement of expenses that are at home care. So a little less if you decide to live at home or you live with one of your kids or something, um, you get 20,000 less, but still, once again, that would cover uh, most of them. And then the last thing that I could find on the NFL, and the only reason I know this one is because I work at the Y, you can actually get a free Y membership through the NFL, as long as I think it's a three years as well. Um, and that's through what they call the NFL trust. So th those are just kind of things the NFL offers. Um, how do you feel about those, Gabe? Um, so I think that they're I, – I think it's solid. Like, I, you know, who's going to turn down $160,000 per year in reimbursement for exactly. inpatient care? You know, I, yeah. I, I think that – I think it could be much, much better mm -hmm. considering the amount of money that goes through the league. But at the same time, like, you also have to consider the fact that when it comes to healthcare, for example, yep. somebody has to insure these these former players. And anybody who turns on the TV on Sundays and is watching these car crashes, mm -hmm. you know, these defensive backs running into these running backs is basically like being in a car crash. I mean, like, it probably feels the same. Yeah. If you're <laughs> if 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 you're gonna be insuring these folks at an older age, like you pretty much know that you're it's gonna cost a boatload of money. Yeah. You know, so it, I don't I don't necessarily think that it's all on the NFL. Like, I think we also need to call a spade a spade. I mean, the insurance companies yeah. don't want to insure these guys for on the cheap, like on the cheap. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's going to be kind of kind of hard for the NFL to negotiate a decent a decent rate for these for these guys. So but I mean, the 401k, I think it's. I think it's solid. Uh, I wish that they would actually do a matching system other than the two for one match. But I mean, you know, fifteen hundred dollars for the first season. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, really? I, I agree. I, I don't even know why that's in there. Oh, um, yeah. That that I one know. I just didn't understand. I don't know why they don't start the two for one from season one. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear the story behind that. I, I agree. Uh, you know, three and a half years is the average, and then they let uh eligible 
players that are eligible is for three seasons. So, you know, it should be over, over half, probably over half the players do get a pension. So like that, I mean, that's really, really good. I mean, I'm sure that's better than average. So exactly. Exactly. You know, that's solid, solid B minus for me on the NFL. I think I, I I feel like that's a good grade, a a B minus. There's for me personally, I'd like to see the pension go up a little more. Um, Now, also, I couldn't find a standard number on, like, what the top end of a pension. Because it could be, you know, for a guy that plays 10 years, he gets, you know, half a million dollars a year. Which, in, in that case, like, okay, fair. But yeah. that yeah. for me, considering that in three and a half years, you get 44K, because that's they said that's the average. That seems seems a little low. I would have thought at least 100K. But, you know, okay, yeah. whatever. I mean, at some point, these guys got to take responsibility and have set themselves up for life. So, yeah, you know, true. It, there's that. So I know, Gabe, you're going to take over the next one. What league are we doing next? We're doing the NBA. We're doing the National Basketball Association. All right, go for it. All right. So as far as the pension is concerned, any player with at least three years of service time, in the NBA receives a monthly pension payment. Okay. Now, they must be under contract for at least one game during the NBA season. Now, with the caveat that they can – it's not really a caveat. That's a bad mm. word choice. But it it doesn't matter if they're active or not. If they have an NBA contract, so it's not a two-way contract, it's an NBA contract. Hmm. For one game, they receive that they receive credit for a whole season as far as the pension is concerned. So I think that's I think that's a good thing. For players who played in the NBA before the fund was established, which I believe was 1965 they call it the pre 1965 pension benefit. So I'm going to assume that that was the cutoff mark. The players that are under this pre 1965 pension benefit, they receive $400 per month per year of service. So, you know, that's solid considering like these guys didn't put anything into it and they still, and they still get money out of it. Like kudos to the kudos to the guys that voted for that because, you know, they still put in the time just like everyone else. They just didn't put in the money, you know? So uh, that's, I think that's awesome. Uh, Players can start receiving payments as early as 45 years old, but those are at a reduced rate because obviously they're going to be getting their payments for longer. And the highest possible payment is uh, starts at the age of 62. So it's, it gradually increases as I'm sure standard pensions do. Yeah. But to put it in perspective, what kind of money you can get a 62 year old who played 10 years or more in the NBA earns $215,000 a year annually, just from his pension. I mean, that's a fat check for, you know, just sitting at the house, drinking beers with the bulls. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, exactly. I mean, that's, that's like what I'm hoping to make as a manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, as that's an engineering manager, bro. Like, yeah, that's, that's good money. Yeah, that's, that's a good. Bad and the, the crazy part is, uh, keep going, keep going. I'll say my, uh, I'll say well, that, when that, I have my grade. That's it for the pension. Now I okay. can work into the educational part of this if uh, your comment doesn't necessarily apply to the pension. No, it it does, but I'm gonna wait until you ask my final grade, and then I'll and then I'll give my thoughts. Okay. Now, education. This was big for me, especially because a lot of the guys are entering the draft mm-hmm. like after, you know, one year of college or they're playing a little bit of pro ball overseas or in the 
the new league that they've developed where, you know, kids out of high school can still make a little bit of money. I think yeah. they're actually playing in the G League, though, right? Yeah, is that, is it, that it's in doing? the G League. It's a special yeah. team called Ignite. Yeah, okay, that's right. That's right. But uh, the college tuition reimbursement is really cool. So you can receive up to $33,000 annually um, if you get approved. So you have to apply, and then if they approve you – yeah, yeah, you have to apply, and if they approve you, then you can get up to $33,000 annually. <laughs> and they have in the fund that's set up – this is money that's set aside. This is separate from, like, the pension. Um, they they have it set up to where for every person that's played in the NBA, they have over $120,000. So, essentially, if they were to approve everyone, they'd be able to pay for almost all four years of a four-year education that's pretty awesome. for everyone. That's yeah, pretty awesome. so the funds are there. So that's really cool. Now, what isn't so cool about this is only 55% of applicants as of September 30th, 2019 were approved for tuition reimbursement. What the rules are and the stipulations and all that, I, I wasn't able to find, mm -hmm. but I could, I, I can imagine that it's really not that difficult. It probably just has to do with, Hey, we want you to, pursue a degree from like an accredited institution for a bachelor's yeah. and they might've, they might've like left off what school they were going to go to, or it's, it's just possible that there's a number of things why only 55% were approved. Exactly. There also but, could be, you know, like a, if you've made over this amount. Yeah, sure. That, if you make 200 mil, like why do we need to well, supplement? Yeah. Like, why are we, let's let the 2 million guy. Yeah. Know, let's let, let's let him go get his education. Yeah, exactly. Now, as far as the 401k is concerned, this is pretty awesome. So active, so this this only applies for active players, like, but the mm -hmm. active players, if they their contributions are matched up to 140%. And that's all contributions. It doesn't matter if it's pre-tax or post-tax. It doesn't matter. Like it's unlimited, which is pretty cool. Like, you know, whatever's within the with within federal law. I think there is like a limit federally how much you can put into a or a corporation can put into a 401k yeah. but the fact that they'll match 140 percent no no matter the percentage of your salary that, that um, to me that's just incredible i agree you know so like the guy who's you know making that minimum rookie minimum contract like he can throw in as the the maximum amount that he can to where the his team and the league isn't breaking the law by you know throwing in that 140 percent i i just think that's really cool yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then I, I wasn't I wasn't able to find anything else. But I mean, I think I think it's one of those situations where it is what it is. Like yeah. they're going to match your 140 percent when you're playing. And, you know, that's that. Like they're not trying to put in all these extra caveats and then, you know, small riding trying to get you. You know, I, I think mm -hmm. they're just trying to make it simple. But then yeah. to me, the <clears throat> probably the best part of this whole thing is the story behind how the former players got their health care okay their health care benefits Actually, so i haven't heard the story so go for it yeah so former uh stud earl the pearl Mer uh, monroe had uh he he had to deal with a lot of uh a lot of health issues after he was retired and mm -hmm. a couple of other former big men you know superstars 
were dealing with similar things that he was okay. and they ended up passing away at a relatively early age you know when i say relatively early you know 55 58 60 that is pretty you know, early golly yeah so the, you know they they put their heart and soul into the game of basketball and you know it didn't treat them right well yeah. earl the pearl ended up having to get 47 surgeries uh once he retired and at that point in time in the league's history, if you weren't an active player, you didn't get NBA health insurance. So this was something that was very important to him that they should fix when it came to retirement for being an NBA player. He, he was really leading the charge Mm -hmm. on this sort of thing. So now, you know, because of Earl, the Pearl and some of the, some of the old heads really talking it up with some of the active players. Now they have it set up for all players with three years of service. They receive healthcare coverage for life. Jeez. That's, That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So they don't have, they don't have to worry about it. They get it for life if they played for three years, which is just really cool. And, I, and it's the same, it's the same stipulation for the pension. So it's that the three years is the same as it would be for the pension. So you just have to, uh, you have to be on the active roster for – or not active roster, but you have to have a contract for one game in that season. Active or inactive, doesn't matter. You you just have to be on there for one game. So, potentially, you could be – you could have a contract for three games and three separate seasons, and you get health care for life. I mean, I think, I think <laughs> that's really cool. I know what I need to do. <laughs> I need to go get really good at basketball just for three healthcare. days of contract. <laughs> But um, to go to go on top of that, all players that um, all players that get ten years of service, they not only do they receive uh, receive health care coverage for life, but their spouse and their children do also. That's so awesome. you know that, that that's one of the great things about this. I mean, you know this this is what happens when you get people moving in the right direction exactly. for a cause that they're really passionate about. You can move mountains. You know, so oh, yes. this 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 is one of those things where, you know, they were trying and trying and trying for 25 years to mm-hmm. get the plan implemented, and then in 2017, it was unanimously supported by player representatives in the players association. That's so, and and that's active players. So like, the old heads got together and they were working on the active players, saying, "Hey, this is important to us. Like, we need this." And yep. the active players were like, "Well, we're going to need this eventually too. So let's get it done." You know? Exactly. You know, and I th- go ahead. You know who I'm pretty sure was, uh, and I think he still is, the NBA PA president at that time. Who? Chris Paul. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That sounds right. Love that he's, guy. Favorite yeah, player of all time. He's very smart. Very smart. He is. Very smart guy. He's but, done uh, a lot for that league. Definitely, man. But uh, that's that's all I have as far as the NBA. Uh, Steven, what, what grade would you give the NBA? I personally – I'm not sure if you'd agree or disagree. I would give them an A plus. Like there's nothing to this that I would change, really. Um, the 401k is awesome. And the good thing about a 401k is, like you said, there are, you know, federal limits. But I mean, you can max it out. And, you know, these guys start it, you know, if they have a five, 10 year career and they do the max, they should end up with around like 40K-ish in their 401k every single year. Oh, that goes in. Maybe, maybe it's like 50 or 60. So even after only like four, three or four years, 180K, 
But then the crazy thing is, okay, they're only like 20 at that point. When they actually start taking it out, when they're like 62, that's going to be like $10 million easily, easily. So that's, that's just from the 401k. And then they also have a pension that it's actually pretty well. It's that if you want to look up the numbers, they are there. Um, And that's how I know you got that example, but it's, it's, I, I just think it's very well done. And the touch that's obviously my favorite is the lifetime health insurance, but also the fact that it recognizes, okay, the guys that have been in the league, you know, 10 or more years, the ones that really have made our league a lot of money, we're going to say thanks to their families as well, because it's a sacrifice to them. I think yes. that is absolutely awesome. Um, and, you know, a good touch by, um, by the league. And, you know, as like the final cherry on top, the tuition reimbursement is just legendary. So, yeah, how do you feel about it? I I couldn't agree more, man. A plus. I mean, if I, I honestly don't think that there's going to be another plan that that's going to come even close to this. I mean, being an NBA player and getting all these benefits, I mean, it's it's incredible. I I, I think they're really doing right by the players. And, you know, it's a player driven league, you know, so exactly. it would make sense that they would have the best retirement plan for the players. Yep. But, uh, Steven, I, I think uh, you're going to be doing uh, our next league. Uh, why don't you go ahead? and? Uh... So this this one is nice and short. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> kind of sad. Um, next league is the MLS, for those of you who don't know what that is. You know, it's still – it's kind of sad. It's been around like 20-something years, I believe, but it's still on the come up. It's still not quite there. Um, but that's Major League Soccer, for those of you who don't know. Uh, it's our soccer league in the United States. And this is actually – I'm not surprised because the guys in there, like I think the top paid person makes like 10 mil a year. It used to be Josie Altidore. I'm not sure who it is anymore, but like the top player on my favorite team, Atlanta United, um, he gets three and a half million a year, which obviously is a lot of money, but in comparison, like that's less than what rookies in the NBA make. Right. Um, and obviously th- there's a reason for that. You know, the viewership is way different. I'm just stating. So we understand why they don't, um, but they actually don't offer a pension plan at all. Um, which was kind of shocking to me. I was like, nothing, really? Nothing? I couldn't find anything on health insurance after. The only thing I found is that they offer a 401k match up to 3.75%. So now here's the thing with that. Okay, so is that a bad number? No. no. I mean, it's, you know, it's a standard corporate job number. I just thought for, after reading the nfls and the nbas and the mlbs i was just kind of shocked when i read this number i was like wow this is a this is just a corporation these guys bring it now they don't bring in the same amount of money but they still probably bring in like 300 million dollars a year yep. and i know atlanta united they're um for two years in a row i don't know what they are anymore but they were the they were the 10th one year was the 10th the next year was the 11th highest revenue producing or, or highest net worth soccer club in the world. Wow. Um, and they're also, last year they were the, I think it was the 14th highest attendance in the world, highest average a- attendance in the world. So, I mean, the the, the places are making money. It, it's just kind of, this one just surprised me. I mean, at, what would you, I would give this one the lowest grade on our list by far. What would, uh, you, what would you say? 
I'm definitely giving this an F minus. Yeah, I mean, like it's just this is this is just borderline. You know, ter- this isn't borderline terrible. This is just awful. Exactly, I, I agree. Just awful. I, I, here's the thing: I understand not having a pension plan, but health insurance. Now they might have health insurance. Let me clarify. But I have not been able to find anything. So if they have it, I can't imagine these players that we have a lot of foreign players that don't speak. How do they know about it? They're probably yeah. sitting there like, okay, yes, coach, yep. And as the coach is trying to sign them up for healthcare for life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, these poor guys. So I don't not having healthcare or at least some sort of healthcare option to me is just cruel. If you were a professional athlete, these guys made you millions of millions of dollars. You know, pay it back with one million bucks to cover their healthcare for at least you know a couple years until they yeah. can hop on Medicare. So yeah, I I agree. F minus. F minus. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think you, you got our next one, right? Yeah, I got the next one. This is uh, Major League Baseball. Now, okay. I've been a baseball fan my whole life, mm-hmm. and I thought I knew about the MLB pension. But let me tell you, I did not know enough about the MLB <laughs> pension. So let me, let, me go ahead and, uh, let, let me go ahead and lay it out there for you. All right, so let's hear it. I think the best asset of the MLB pension is without a doubt this, this first thing, which is all MLB coaches, managers, trainers and players are eligible yeah they're all eligible for the mlb pension and the way it works is is if you accrue 10 years of service you receive the full pension and the fully invested members it doesn't it doesn't matter you know if you're coach manager trainer player if you're a fully vested member so you put in your time Mm -hmm. you make a minimum of sixty eight thousand dollars a year if you start drawing at the age of 45. dang so you know the guy you know the the trainer that is making you know forty five thousand dollars a year for his first you know 10 years because the head trainer has been there for 25 years and he doesn't plan on quitting anytime soon Mm because he makes a boatload of money you know, you're not going to move up is what I'm saying. Yep. He's still going to be able to make solid money if he decides he wants to retire at 45. Exactly. That That is awesome. Yeah. 45, 68K. Yeah, that's, that's great. And then, so then if, if they wait, if you're a fully vested member and you wait till 62, you receive $220,000 a year. So like you could potentially be like a 60, $70,000 employee for 10 years and then you could just work, you know, till you're, you know, 62 mm-hmm. and then you can start drawing on your fully vested pension and you could, you could more than double what your salary was by sitting at home, drinking beer with the boys. Like I'm all about that. This That's is, this gig. is gotta, That's a good yeah, gig. This, this is awesome. And you know, I mean, everybody understands that, you know, this money is coming from what the players do out on the field and the players understand that, but the players also want everyone else that makes it happen for them because like, the players don't get to play 162 games if it's not for the trainers. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't get to play 162 games if there's not somebody making calling the shots on the field. You know, like helping them figure out what's going on with their curveball. You know, I so this is this is just really cool for me. I that was one of the coolest things. I, I I'd say it's the coolest thing that I read, you know, doing doing my research. I, I, I would agree with that. They definitely I personally think have the best pension plan. Yeah. So that's so that's the pension. Now the four hundred one k. This is pretty. This is pretty interesting. So the maximum amount that the club can contribute to the to the players four hundred one k is sixty one thousand dollars. That includes pre tax, post tax, and MLB contributions. So you know you're gonna throw in like I think the league minimum is uh, seven hundred thousand this year. Maybe it's eight hundred thousand. 
So, you know, you contribute 10% of 10% of your salary and they can't, they can't match all of it because, you know, it's just against the law, <laughs> but they can, they can match, uh, they, they can match $61,000. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. Um, as far as the, uh, the maximum pre-tax contribution a player can make is 20,500. So, okay. you know, not, I mean, I think that's also a federal law, I believe. I, I, uh, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to ask uh, an accountant or somebody who knows more than I do about this sort of thing, but 20, 20,500 is still pretty solid for pre-tax. And then um, the post-tax contributions, this is standard. Um, you don't get taxed on your contributions into the plan, but you get taxed based on the gains once you withdraw it. So like, this is just finance one-on-one for, uh -huh. for, you know, those of you that don't understand this. So it's basically, you, you don't get double taxed on the money that you make for the plan. Like that's, that's all it is. You know? um, yeah. So then uh, the MLB contributions aren't a match. It's more like they just give you what they give you. So, mm -hmm. In 2022, for instance, uh, the club contribution was um, 17,200, and that was paid quarterly for every 43 days of service time. So this, yeah, so it's it's based on how many days you're on the roster, and it again, it's paid quarterly. So it's that's that's a that's a nice nice chunk of change. <laughs> and then um, once a player officially announces retirement. Mm -hmm. um, they can turn that 401k into a IRA, a Roth IRA, or another employer-sponsored 401k. So, like, say you go from uh, being a Major League Baseball player to now you want to work for, I don't know, Suddenlink. You know, mm -hmm. you can you can roll all your 401k into, you know, Suddenlink's 401k. So that's, that's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. But I think the best the best thing that Major League Baseball does for it's players mm -hmm. is any player that makes it to the major leagues for one day, they get lifetime healthcare coverage. Golly. If you get, if you get the phone call, you're not just, you're, you're not just getting a chance to live your dream, but you're also getting a chance to, you know, you get, you get healthcare for life. I mean, it's, I think that's just incredible. And the way, incredible. and the way the healthcare works, this isn't just, you know, your general plan where, oh, you know, you got to pay, you know, a thousand dollars in a premium, a thousand dollar deductible, and you got to pay a whole bunch of copays. This isn't how this works. A hundred percent of your premiums are covered, no deductible and minimum copays. Now they do have what? a network. They, yeah. Yeah. They do have a network though. So oh, you can't God. just go to, you can't oh, just go to goodness. any old hospital, oh. but if it's, if it's an in-network provider, oh, hundred percent of the premiums are covered. I have to no go deductibles to a specific one to get free stuff. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Golly. So yeah, it, if you're asking me, I, I think MLB's healthcare is probably the best. Yeah. That, that's just me. But uh, what what grade would you give Major League Baseball for their retirement plan, Stephen? Well, okay. Here's here's what I'll say. Because I gave the NBA an A plus. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact they have the education match. That's why. That's yeah. part of the reason I gave them one. And because you know they have lifetime healthcare. Blah blah blah. Yeah. What I will say about this one, healthcare A plus, A, yes. a plus 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 plus. Like yes. that is yes. beyond awesome. Yes. Four hundred one k. I'd also give it an A. I mean, that 
it's good. It's good money. Maybe yes. an A. Actually, probably an A plus. It sounds like they're maxing out whatever they're trying to. Exactly. They're they're saying, okay, you know, what is what does the federal government allow us to do? Okay, that's what we're gonna, you know, we'll yeah. max it out to that number. So that's pretty awesome. And then their standard pension, the fact that everyone essentially is eligible, is that's an A plus 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 plus. So I'm gonna give the MLB an A plus minus, if that makes sense, just because I don't <laughs> see an education. Yeah, portion. yeah, yeah. But I will say I wouldn't be surprised if there is one and we just couldn't find the info. That's probably because probably a thing. I, I know. I remember we were talking before we did this and we were saying that there were some parts that were just hard to find because yeah. a lot of it, what they do, a, a lot of the sites and stuff where you can actually find it, if they haven't published a PDF somewhere, then the only place to find the actual benefits is you have to have an actual like employee login, meaning you're a professional athlete login and see your benefits. Um, And due to the fact that Senor Gabe and I are not professional (laughs) athletes, we apologize (laughs) if there's info missing. So I'm giving them an A plus minus just because I couldn't find education, but I still think it's there somewhere. I just don't know. Probably. Yeah. I'm giving them, I'm giving them an A I'm giving them an A and the, and that to me really boils down to the fact that, there, there, there isn't any information on education. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, you know, that's the NBA's just got an edge on them. It's like exactly. they're making an, they're making an attempt. You know, so yep. that's that's that. I but agree. I think you, you've got our last uh, organization, don't you? I do, I do. This one's, this one's pretty simple. It's the NHL, National Hockey League. I think most, most people know about this one. I will say, I think this is probably one of the simpler ones to understand. Um, basically you're enrolled in the pension plan after you play one game, a single game, or, and you have to play in the game. You can't be a sub. You have to play in the game. Unless if you're a goalkeeper, then all you have to do is dress. Nice. Um, so that, that it was something that I hadn't even thought about, but if you're going to have the rule where you have to play, that's kind of cool that they're like, okay, if you're a keeper, you can just dress because realistically you could be behind an absolute stud and just never get yeah. playing time for 10 years. Thanks. Um, they're another one. The more games you play, the more money. In order to have what they call the quote full service plan, you have to have been in the league 10 years and have received more than 82 games per season for pension services. And if you do this, you'll receive the maximum pension, which as of March 2021 was 255k a year. And that's according to Winnipeg financial planning. Um, and then if you don't get the full service plan, you'll have what's called partial service. And the money gets reduced based on the number of games you were rewarded per season. So they earn a quarter of their year's benefit for every 20 years, um, for every, not 20 years, for every 20 games played. Okay. Um, so it's actually, it, they had a little table when I was looking it up of, oh, these are an examples. This is an example. But basically you can think about it. Okay. Every year you're eligible to get $25,500. Okay. So every quarter you're eligible to get right around like $6.25,000 per year on your pension. If you wanted to think about it like that. So every 20 games is around like six or $7,000, which is pretty cool. If you think about it like that. Um, I think that math adds up 6.25. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, well, actually, sorry. Now I'm thinking yes, 6.25. Okay. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) And then the normal retirement age uh, where you're going to be able to start pulling your pension is 62, meaning at 62, you get your full pension. 
if you you can take it out as early as your 45th birthday i'm starting to think that this is just a federal law um the 45th birthday but it gets reduced accordingly uh, i personally think this is just from a pure math perspective it's pretty easy there's no gimmicks there's no oh if this season you get more than this season it's just look the moment you play your first one you get credit and then based on how many games you get that's what we split up it, it's very easy it's very simple i like it um what, what would you grade this one um so i i like the simplicity of it mm-hmm. and i really like how everybody gets it yep so to me like that by itself puts them a cut above everyone else from the standpoint that it's very equitable. Yep. You know, it's very equitable for everyone. I will say that it, the number of games per season kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, how many games do they play in a regular? Well, it's, I'm pretty it can st- count playoffs as well. When I looked it up. Oh, it counts playoffs as it well. It does. Okay. Well then, all right, then I guess the eighty-two kind of makes sense because their full their full season I thought was I thought was eighty games. Let's let's fact check this. No, that that was the only thing while I was wondering as well. I was like, okay, so what happens to these subs? That you so, know they might well, be on they, the bench they all, for three years. Well, that's the thing they they don't really ride. Nobody really rides the bench because oh, okay. they they have four lines and pretty much okay. everybody plays at least a little bit throughout the game. That's so fair. unless you're a keeper. It, so yeah. that that keeper, okay, that makes even more sense now. Then. Yeah. So it, the 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 full season is eighty two games. So it does. But here's the thing: injuries happen. Yeah. So you know, to really probably to get your full pension, it's prob you're probably going to have to play more than ten years. Yeah. To, to get it, just because of injuries and and that sort of thing. But what I do like about this is you're not going to see a player take a day off. If he cares about his pension. Yep. You know, so I think that's good. That's good for the fans. And, you know, if the player's not putting himself at injury risk, it's good for the player and it's good for the franchise. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I think this is really a really good balance for how they're running their pension. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, and it makes it makes sense. And I do I do like how it's 255000 a year. I was going to say that. That's a good number. I feel like that's, yeah. you know, I would love to see these pensions go up to like half a mil just because – Personally, I'm one of these guys where I'm like, look, they make these guys, someone like the NFL and NBA and MLB, like billions of dollars. Um, yep. So they can afford know, to, exactly. they can afford to have a few guys on the, on the league minimum. <laughs> exactly. Like what is it giving 2000 people, 500,000 bucks a year? You know, it's not, yeah. it's not yeah. even ridiculous. Um, right. But it, yeah, I agree with what you said, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's um, probably, it's probably an a minus just, just because like I, there is room for improvement, obviously. Like I'm not really seeing anything with health benefits. You know, mm-hmm. what there there's a question. There's a question there. No education. Question there. No 401k. You know, no 401k. So it's like, all right, you know, there's work to be done there. But yeah. you know, it's overall. I mean, it's it's still you know passing grade. You know, it's better yeah. than the NFL. I, I I'd agree. I I think we gave what the NFL B minus. Yeah, we gave the NFL B. Yeah, I, I would say this one's probably a B plus, just personally. Yeah. Not having any sort of health care, uh, as I stated before, I, I just think that's kind of wrong. Right. Um, especially because hockey is – if you look at the major sports, arguably one of the – It's a tough game. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, you're hitting someone the whole time, basically. They know? fight it's, for fun. Exactly. I mean, exactly. <laughs> so it that one was kind of shocking to me. Now, 
So that was kind of our first topic was just kind of giving an explanation so we can feed into our second topic, which is, okay, I'm curious, based on all this information, you know, based on how, you know, just standard salaries of the leagues and all that and cities that the leagues are in, what league, if you could pick any league you'd want to be in right now, Gabe, what would it be and why? Um, so I'm going to play this as like, I'm one of the, you know, I'm one of the top dogs. Yes. And yeah. We're like assuming if, you're elite hall of fame yeah, status. Yeah. If I'm, if, if I'm a superstar, which is what I'm thinking I am, mm-hmm. I think I'm going with the NBA. And the reason right. why is because, you know, it was really between the, as far as the retirement plans are concerned in my book, it was between the MLB and the NBA. I agree. And the NBA's is much more centered around like, okay, the more time you put in and the better you are at what you do, the better chance you have at, you know, getting your full pension and getting good health benefits and, you know, getting, setting my family up for healthcare as well. And then the 140% matching, like to me, I, I would go with the NBA. Yep. That that's just me. Okay. I, uh, I would have to say that I agree. Um, basically I think the NBA very much has set itself up where, and this is funny because I heard this the first time it was, I think two weeks before I went to state when I was at orientation, mm-hmm. I heard if you fail at state, it's your own fault <laughs> because, and that was due to the amount of resources they give you. That's why they were saying that. And they were showing us all the um, resources offered and the tutoring center, blah, 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 blah. I'd have to agree here. Um, I'd have to use that statement on the NBA. If you fail in retirement after playing in the NBA, that's your fault because mm-hmm. even if you only have a three-year career, um, you still have healthcare for life. So you never have to worry about being sick or anything. At three years, you will have already made decent money. You'll have a pension that you can at least count on to pay rent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you, you really got to mess up. And then also you can apply for tuition. So, I mean, it's, I would I would agree that I'm I'm picking between the NBA and the MLB, and part of the reason I'm leaning NBA more too is the Braves personally are are always going to have a somewhat decent team. That's just right. they they're a very well run organization. We'll see what happens when the owner dies because that's really when things change. Yeah. But um, they're always a you know they're a pretty well run organization. The Hawks they're working on it, but I think it'd be cool you know if I was like at the Hawks or my other team, the Clippers, and I could win a championship for them because my my MLB team is the Braves. Like, we, we just won one, um, and it looks like in the next three years we should win another, maybe hopefully. next five, um, between us and the Yankees, hopefully. <laughs> the it's, it's one of those where, all things considered, I'd probably say NBA too, especially with how lucrative the contracts. I mean, MLB contracts are lucrative, but I mean, in five years in the NBA, you can make two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, there's nobody so, I mean, in Major League Baseball that's making that kind of money on that. On that yeah, scale. the closest would be Mike Trout, and even he is slightly off it. Yeah. So it's and I mean Otani's that's, that's a max deal. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Otani's yeah. about to. But we'll but I mean, max deals are getting thrown. Gets. Max deals are getting thrown around the NBA like they're you know oh, yeah. candy. So oh yeah, there's some guys where I'm like. And they're getting max deals. So it's, I'd have to say NBA as well. Yeah. Um, now, this is just kind of, it, I have it as a separate topic, but um, it, it's really just more of like a what if scenario. I got to mm-hmm. find the photo. Okay. All right. So this is a hypothetical. Ready? 
Which situation would you choose, Gabe? All right, listen to the whole thing. Situation one, five years, $251 million contract, one playoff appearance, no championship, and you're averaging 28.2 points per game. Okay. Or option two, four years, $10 million, you win an NBA championship, and you were averaging 18.5 points per game. I think I'm taking the championship and the 10 million and the 18 points a game. And here's why 18 points a game probably isn't enough to get a big time lucrative shoe deal, but it's, it might be, it might be enough to get a, to get a decent shoe deal. So chances are the money that I'm going to make off of that shoe deal is probably going to be more than that $10 million. And especially considering you win an NBA championship because when you win a championship, you know, that puts cameras on you. Yep. And that's gonna that's gonna help build a fan base for you as a player. So that's probably gonna help increase the value of the shoe deal I'd be getting. Now, you know, obviously money all money aside, everybody wants to win. Yep. And ten million dollars is is generational money is generational money anyway. I mean, that's that's enough money for the way I would probably live my life mm-hmm. that I could easily set my family up for at least another generation hopefully two generations yeah so you know i i think i think i would value the the memory of winning a championship more than the extra you know 200 240 million dollars so i i think i would go with the championship in the 10 million okay now you brought up an interesting point because i originally out the gate was like oh option a easy (laughs) i was was like 250 mil yeah my whole family lineage is set up we're all good don't never have to worry about it and my argument was going to be what you kind of just null and voided it my argument was going to be look at the end of the day i got to look out for me and my family and i'm gonna need money to do that and 10 million dollars is a lot of money but the nba is expensive regardless so you're going to be spending a million bucks a year whether you like it or not kind of thing um because you're going to have to have certain like you're not going to be able to live in like the apartment I live in now. Like you'll have to get, right. be somewhere more secure where you're paying right. like either a house or, you know, some an apartment where you're paying a decent amount of money. That's true. Um, and my argument was going to be, well, depending on the team, you know, like if you win one for the Lakers, they might not remember like, oh, you know, he's the one that had 19 points per game. They're going to remember the superstar and oh, you're just another one. You know, right. you're just another champion. Yeah. But two things that you mentioned that I hadn't thought about one the thought that your family for the rest of time gets to say, yeah, my dad was on an NBA championship team. That's pretty sick. Um, And two, the fact that, okay, winning a championship brings shoe deals, endorsements, that kind of thing. So based on what you said, and once again, I'm making a lot of assumptions. That's kind of the fun of these things that you get to see how other people think. I'm actually going to go with B because I would think, okay, you know, I won an NBA championship, should be able to get a shoe deal for a couple million bucks a year. I can do some other advertisements yeah. as well. Um, and I'd assume that I'd either be on the Clippers or Hawks and, you know, win a championship that doesn't happen very often. You know, it's not like we're winning one for the Yankees or the Lakers or the Celtics. So, you know, yep. it would be, yeah, that's, although originally I was like 250 mil that when you made that comment, I'm like, well, you know what? That's, that's a really good point. So I'd, I'd probably have to go that. Oh, um, good. I'm glad I can get you to change your mind. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Now, um, just while we end it, 
this will be our last topic kind of thing. I just want to go over who we think or what we think about um, the all-star selections for baseball. So as you may or may not know, next week, the all-star break is scheduled. I think it's what? It's like Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday is generally when it is. Okay. So it'll be next Monday through Thursday. Um, I actually didn't know this until Gabe brought it up and I was looking at the rosters that every team has to have a representative, which yep. you can have your arguments about. I think it's stupid. I Me think too. Gabe does as well. Perfect. Um, so I just want to kind of go over the starters and then just see if you have any thoughts about it. So I'll name the American League. So for the American – actually, no, you would name the American League. Yeah, I was, fan. yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. So let me do the American League. So <laughs> Alejandro, said, no, <laughs> yeah, Alejandro Kirk is the catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's going to start. Vladdy, Vladdy Jr. is going to be the first baseman, Toronto. Uh, the second baseman is Jose Altuve, Houston, boo, hiss. Uh, third baseman is Rafael Devers from Boston. Bigger boo, hiss. Uh, the shortstop is uh, Tim Anderson from the Chicago White Sox. Big fan of his. Uh, outfielder, Aaron Judge, New York Yankees gang. Uh, outfielder, Mike Trout. He uh, plays for the Angels. Generational talent. Love yeah. him. Uh, outfielder, Giancarlo. Mike Stanton, is the. he also plays for the New York Yankees. So that's my guy there. And Shohei Otani is going to be the DH, and he obviously plays for the Angels. And I want to also uh, mention that Miguel Cabrera is a legacy selection. This is a new this is a new thing they oh, implemented I, this yeah, year. And he's going to DH. Um, and then the likely uh, starting pitcher for the American League is probably going to be uh, Framber Valdez. He pitches for Houston. Okay. He's, a, he's a young buck. He throws pretty hard. So, yeah, uh, Stephen, do you have any thoughts uh, about the American League starters? I actually – I don't. I When I was looking at it, I, there was no one I could really argue with. The only one that I was like maybe you could put up an argument for, but it, it, it's one of those I'm not mad with. If either of them had been selected, I would have been mad, would be Jordan Alvarez. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, he's hurt, though. That's uh, – yeah, he – it says we'll miss game due to injury, <laughs> but which is part of the reason I think he he was there. But um, that I think he's one where him or Otani, depending what day it is, I you know he it might be one of them. So that was the only one where I was kind of like, eh. but both of them deserve it. Like if you could have two DHs, it would be them too easily. So that that's really the only guy. Or is there anyone you think got snubbed? Um. I think Jose Ramirez should have been the starting third baseman, and that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, right. Okay, well, I'll, I'll mention the National League starters. Mm-hmm. So catcher, we got Wilson Contreras, Cubs, brother of the big boy on our team, uh, uh, William. Yes. First baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. Dude is absolutely on a tear. That yes. It was not even close. I, yes. love, I love Matt Olson, but – no, no chance. Uh, <laughs> so second baseman, Jazz Chisholm, Marlins. He's having a good year. Third baseman, Manny Machado, Padres. Shortstop, Trey Turner, Dodgers. Outfield, NC State. Except, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, outfield, we got Acuna from the Braves. We got Mookie Betts from the Dodgers. And Jock Peterson from the Giants. I will say I love the fact that Jock was in there. I yes. think he, he's done very well the past couple seasons. Um, and it's cool to see him getting the love. I also am excited. I think he's on a one-year deal. I think, mm-hmm. and I think he's thirty or thirty-one. So next yep. year, I hope he gets he gets absolutely paid because he's part of the reason we won the World Series and part of the reasons um, that the Giants are even 
doing I can't are they doing well? I think they're like somewhat they're doing decent, pretty, right? They're, they're doing pretty good. They're yeah. Pretty good. They're in contention for the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. So I think he's really one of the biggest reasons. Um and then DH Bryce Harper. Yeah. Personally, I would have liked to see William Contreras or Garrett Cooper. Garrett Cooper was lighting it up against us. Um and he's on the Marlins. I, I would have liked to see either of those guys ahead of Bryce Harper, strictly because Bryce Harper's injured. Um, but it, it doesn't really matter. The one that I was kind of like, really, really, um, well, actually not, not like, I wasn't upset about it. I was just kind of like, you're lucky you're having a great year, um, was Machado because Austin <laughs> Riley has been yeah. playing so well. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. has been absolutely outstanding. He, I think he's fourth right now in MVP votes or like yeah. preseason or yeah. pre-votes or whatever. I think Machado's yeah. third or something. So yeah. they're they're like neck and neck. So it's one of those that's like, darn. But <laughs> I, I can't argue with any of these. I mean, these are all pretty good picks. Uh, yeah. I think starting pitcher, if I had to guess, it's going to be um, – I, I don't want to say Max Freed, but it could, be Cor- <laughs> it could be Corbin Byrne. I mean, there's a couple guys. It could be yeah. Lost Grove. There's, I think there's yeah. three or four that are way ahead of everyone. Definitely. Um but shout out Carlos Rodon. It's exactly, I was about to say that. I was about to say Carlos <laughs> could be in that category too. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's just about it for today. You got anything yeah. more you want to add? Nah, man, I'm good. You know, we another another episode down. Exactly, in the books. another episode in the books. We hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we know that this was a little bit of a different one, not normally what you'd hear on a sports podcast, but that's kind of the point. You know, it's just two buddies having fun talking about the weird parts of sports, whether it be highlights or you know financials. So. There you go. And with that said, I've been your host, Stevie J, and peace out.